please rate, subscribe, and share. Thank you for listening to the making of a masterpiece. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for your time. This is the making of a masterpiece. On this show, we as a community strive to become righteous every day. We take on the world and together uncover the hidden jewels of our inner being. Understanding tomorrow's not promise, but right now is guaranteed. You will always succeed in the attempt in making your masterpiece. On today's episode, we have sovereignty. Who is in control, me or God? What is sovereignty? Sovereignty could be classified as a noun, which equals supreme power or authority. The authority of a state to govern itself or another state, a self-governing state. Sovereignty could be classified as jurisdiction, supremacy, dominion, power, ascendancy, tyranny, hegemony, domination, sway, predominance, authority, control, influence, rule, autonomy, independence, self-government, self-rule, home rule, self-legislation, self-determination, non-illegitimate, freedom. Why do we need sovereignty? When do we use sovereignty? Where is sovereignty at? The origins of sovereignty started from the old French word sovereign and the old French word of sovereignty. Combined with the English word sovereign gives us the late Middle English word of sovereignty. Bible verses for sovereignty. Psalms chapter 135 verse 6 says, Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and earth, in the seas and all the deep. Isaiah chapter 46 verses 10 says, Declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient time things which have not been done, saying my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. Romans chapter 9 verses 19 through 21 says, You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who resists his will? On contrary, who are you, O man, who answers back to God? The thing molded will not say to the molder, Why did you make me like this? Will it? Or does not the potter have the right over the clay to make from the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for common use? Luke chapter 1 verses 37 says, For nothing will be impossible with God. Job chapter 42 verses 2 says, I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. 
Matthew chapter 19 verse 26 says, And looking at them, Jesus said to them, With people this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 20 says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. Sovereignty. Who's in control? When we look at sovereignty, we must look at power versus authority. There is a difference. God has all the power, thus he created the existence. God gave authority to man when he made Adam. But Jesus came with the power and authority to save all. God told Abimelech that he spared him from sinning against him after he had taken Sarah, Abraham's wife. Genesis chapter 20 verses 3 and 4. Abimelech wanted Sarah, so he took her. That was his choice. The consequence was that all the women in his city had became barren, for God had closed their wombs. Then God told him he would die if he didn't give her back to Abraham. Now, we as humans have free will to do whatever we want. Every action has a consequence, be it good or bad though. God has the power over our lives and everything in existence, but he gave us the authority over our lives and everything on the world except man. Psalm chapter 115 verses 15 and 16 says, Ye are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of man. Adam was once ruler of this world, earth, but he bowed to Satan, therefore surrendering his authority and dominion on earth to Satan, which in return made Satan the ruler over earth. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verses 3 and 4, Paul writes to the Corinthians saying, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. See, we were made in the image and likeness of God to rule and reign in righteousness just as he does. But that doesn't mean God controls us like a dictator or a puppet master that will go against his word. And we all know he ain't going to do that. The free will he gives us allows us to choose the path to righteousness or unrighteousness. While God works by divinity and we work by divine order. But God tempted Abraham to kill Isaac. We would say in this instance, as in all circumstances in life, God asked Abraham to perform this task at that moment, as in all of life's moments, be it God acts, Satan acts, your parents acts, or we have our free will exercise, you know, the righteous and unrighteous, the obedient and disobedient. Abraham had two choices to be or not to be to barbecue or mildew. To go to the left or go to the right. Abraham had the right to exercise that authority. Every step I take, every breath I make. Those are profound statements. Why do we move the way we move? Are we just puppets and God is the puppeteer? Why is my life so bad? Why are my circumstances the way they are? Why does good things happen to bad people? And why do bad things happen to good people? Sovereignty. We live in the United States of America. This is a sovereign nation country. We have 50 individual states in this country. 
All 50 states govern and control their individual laws, money, and government. But all 50 states individual represent this country called the U.S. of A. as a whole. There is no difference between God's kingdom and our own government process to show God's sovereignty on each individual's life in the world. It comes down to power versus authority. The nation has the power to enact laws over the whole country, but it's up to each state to authorize those laws and choose to enact them and adopt some form of compliance or reject them and do their own thing. Now, God has the power and authority, i.e., God is everything. God has power over all his creation and the authority thus he created existence. But he relinquished some authority to man, i.e., Adam, now Jesus. Now Jesus came with the power and authority to save all mankind from the sting of death and sin as long as we choose him. We as humans have free will to do whatever we want. But every action has a reaction, good or bad. Now, God chose us before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. That's how Jesus saves all mankind. But that does not excuse us from committing sin. God has the power over our lives and everything in existence, but he gave us the authority over our lives and everything in the world except man. People say God broke the mold when he made you. Well, in all actuality, he does. God is the ultimate craftsman builder in existence. I say that to say he molds us into what he wants us to become. Then he allows us to define and shape our lives for his purpose. We are all born sinless into a sinful world. Black, white, Muslim, Jew, Christian. God formed all before the creation of the world for his glory. That's why he has no respect of person. We as humans are taught righteous patterns or sinful patterns and have the choice to act on both at any given point in life. But God is so great he can use both patterns, righteous and unrighteous, to display his will, his splendor and his glory. That is the sovereignty of God. We as humans make the mistake of trying to bring God down to our level, not realizing our purpose, trying to define his. God is everything, this is true, but God is not a part of everything, i.e. sin. He is set apart from his creation because there is no one or nothing like God in existence, maybe because he is existence itself. The creation declares the glory of God. Existence is his creation, but we must remember he is greater than his creation. So God sits outside of his creation and the whole universe full of his glory. In order to experience God brand new, we must remember he is sovereign. And bad situations and circumstances gives us a fresh view of God. And when you see God, you get a different view of yourself. Then his glory allows you to receive new information according to his will. Change is uncomfortable. Not many people like the event, so the process from moving you from God's illumination into God's transformation will involve inconvenience and pain. But the pain is to produce a better you. God doesn't plan to hurt, but in order to remodel your life, sometimes a demolition crew is needed, and in order to build new, you must tear down first. Almost everyone in the world likes jewelry, gold, silver, platinum, diamonds, rubies, pearls. But in all actuality, we only like the end result of these products. 
but we must first remember and respect the process. Gold needs different aloes and metal to be put together than purged in fire to be re-solidified as gold. 10 carat, 14 carat, 24 carat. The natural diamond process takes between 1 billion to 3.3 billion years. It takes immense pressure and extreme temperatures within the Earth's mantle and brought to the surface by volcanic eruption. God wants us to be perfect representations of Him. That takes work, so we must remember and respect the process of God's power and authority. And always remember, God's sovereign will will conquer and rule in all situations. So, how and why is God purging your life to refine and make you shine like gold? So, you can show His glory through your actions and people may see Him in you. What is sovereignty? Supreme power or authority? Why do we need sovereignty? In kingdom thinking and governmental thinking, sovereignty is an important part of a nation, state, or spiritual government. Without it, the rights and liberties of the citizens are not fully protected. When do we use sovereignty? Every day with every situation. Where is sovereignty at? In God, man, and woman combined. What do you mean? Like as far as what? It's like, I just life out there, bro. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you know, I, I was in Bedford um, for three years and I, it was dead. Like, the end. Yeah, I would, well, I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, like, me and my wife's relationship almost went down the drain. Like, we almost left Bedford divorced. Man, like, that's been everywhere. That's crazy. Go. Yes. What were you saying? Yes, so... You know, I decided to go to deliverance, a deliverance uh, session with one of the apostles that I'm going to uh, Bible study with, and uh, he did a self-deliverance on me, and uh, after that, it's just like, God started speaking to me as a husband, like, you know, because me and my wife, she she's having a lot of stress because she got a promotion, she she got this, like, bigger pro uh, position in her company, and so it's been a lot of stress on her. So, so when she'd come home, she'd like ignore me. She'd be on her phone, stuff like that, you know. And I'm not, I'm, I'm real affectionate with my wife, but she's not like that with me, you know, because like she's been through a lot with her dad getting murdered and stuff like that. So, and her older sister got murdered too. So it's like cartel, mafia type stuff. Like it was horrible, you know, something that people shouldn't go through. But I realized that, and actually, I had a. Uh, a dream that me and my wife had gotten into an argument and you know I was just calling her all kinds of names she was calling me all kinds of names and then that she died and I was broken I was broken and um, no I had died I had died and so I uh, I was in the courts of heaven I was about to get judged and I heard a, a loud audible voice God telling me okay son tell me you know, why did that perspire? Why did that happen? I was like, well, I think because I was being selfish, Lord. And he's like, okay, so I specifically gave you the life that I gave you for a reason. Because I showed you love through many people so that you can love others. I'm like, How come you didn't do that with your wife? The woman that I gave you, the woman that I answered your prayers to. So when I came back, I was like, and it's like an instant, instant change, perspectives change, visions different. And so I started loving my wife, even if she um, 
tries to offend me or she ridicules me or tries to put me down, I say, you know what? You didn't grow up the way that I grew up. My parents gave me love. I saw marriage. My parents are still married. Um, two days ago, they were, they've been married for 47 years. Just time for that. Yeah, and um, so I was like, you know what? It's, it's always on us to do better for others because, you know, with the, the walk with God is sacrificial. It's always a sacrifice. And that's how uh, Jesus came, what he came to do. He came to heal. He came to show people, look, if you live in sin, it's going to manifest death. And if you live in life, you're going to be always lifted up no matter the circumstance, the storm, no matter what. Jesus was sleeping through a storm. So why can't we? You know what I'm saying? So, 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 how are you guys now? We're good. We're really good. Um, it's it's been awesome, man. Like she like something reignited in her because I've changed my my way of of thinking and being. You know, because I love her with a, a different kind of love now. I guess that that love that God has for us, because He had to come down Himself through man in His own image, which is Jesus, and He had to tell, He had to show people, look. I want a relationship with you. Quit being so blind to this world. You know? So he had to show the world a different kind of love. And he, he, in his own self, took upon death. And of course, now we have salvation. So we have a, a clear connection with God. So how long have you been married now then? Three years. Three years? Three years. So what do you think? What, what, what is different from then to now? From then to now, I would say it was, it's a lot less selfish because, you know, when I got married, I thought it was going to be like, you know, oh, we're lovey-dovey, it's going to stay that way, you know, throughout the whole relationship. And, you know, you know, me and my wife had some ups and downs because she's a very strong-willed woman. She's hard to love sometimes. I can say that about myself, too, you know, at times. But for the most part, I know how to be affectionate. You know, I like to hug her. I like to do stuff for her, you know, rub her feet, rub her back, you know have her clothes clean, because that's how my mom raised me, you know, she would beat me if I didn't clean my clothes or iron my clothes at six, seven years old, you know, no, and, and she didn't grow up that way, so my way of living is different, because I'm a man, and, uh, you know, the leader of the house, and the spiritual leader, it's, uh, I didn't know my role until just now, like, you know, three years into marriage, you're like, Okay, so what what you've been doing this whole time? But you know, there's some men that hop into marriage and think, oh, you know, it's gonna be awesome, whatever, whatever. And then a year later, they end up getting divorced because he 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 didn't know his role as a husband. And for three years, Donovan, I did not know my role as a husband. I just thought I was just like, you know, helping her out because I got injured, and you know, she had to take basically the torch and run with it and all the weight. And as a man, it's, it's it sucks. It's it's a it's a humbling it's a humbling experience because it breaks you. And like even like you said once before to me, like my back breaking my back has been a very humbling experience, you know. And it can bring you down low unless you see it from a different perspective. Because now I see it from how God wanted me to always see it, but I never saw it that way. Like being injured probably the best thing that happened to me and then having all those problems the marital issues probably the best thing that happened to me because I feel like now since I'm in Dallas we have a bunch of our um, a family in Christ out there and they're all having problems and it's like now I can impart life into them I can speak life into them you know because I've been through it and they actually sit down and listen because they're like what you almost got divorced like yes it did happen <laughs> like you know we 
And just because we believe in God or we follow Christ doesn't mean that we live perfect lives. We're still human. We were always, you know, trying to walk a righteous walk. And that's what some people, I, get, I think they get blown away because they, they don't see me like as a drug addict that used to, you know, rob people back in the day or stuff like that, you know. And it's just, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. It's just like, it's been a walkthrough of, of peace, a fresh breath of air, and like, you know, I was born and raised in Fort Worth, so going to Dallas was like a, a different, yeah. it's a way different, world. yeah, it's a different world, and I love it out there, it's just like, you know, it's like, nobody knows me out there, so I can, I can start fresh, fresh. so. So let me ask you this, like, how did you, because, you know, us as men, it's hard to taper ourselves to want to submit to something that, you know, not like spiritually wise, but like as far as like in the marriage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, before you had that dream, did you have those thoughts of what you are now, or did it only come after you had that dream? Yeah. It only came after I had that dream, and I really think God was tugging at me because He, he wants me to get um, wiser because the people that we have in our life now, they're going through something very substantial. I have a, a couple that they're thinking about going through divorce because the husband he has the company and he gets like three million dollar contracts. He just sold a house for five million and it's only between him and an investor because he's in real estate and he likes to flip houses and so like his wife has been disrespecting him and, and vice versa with, with him and her and you know he started getting escorts. And, and you know, because she wasn't giving him nothing, or, you know, right. no, yeah. in that because we need that as a man, women yeah. don't understand that. But it's not that we're dogs or nothing. It's just that's how we're emotionally inclined to love. So um, I've been, you know, I've been. He's been picking me up, taking me to lunch. I've been trying to talk to him and that look, man. Regardless of how you feel, we all have roles to do, and we all have roles to keep. If we don't keep them roles, then it's not going to work. I mean, marriage is a partnership. But at the same time, we have to be responsible for the individual things that we do to become union. You know, because also with that, the three chord, we can't we can't have a relationship with that God in the center. So if the man is not getting counsel from God, then it's not going to work. You know, and, and he's he's a man of God too, but he just fell off. Like, and he was like, man, bro, I feel like getting a crack rock because that's what he used to come from. He did ten years in prison in the feds for selling dope and he came out and like he started getting all this like understanding of construction and business and he's a really business savvy person I and mean, he knows how to make money so it's like I'm just I just get blown away because like people are like man how do you know so much it's because I've been through much and also learning much because now at home you know I'm studying the bible I'm reading all these books about marriage and counseling you know, because I feel like I'm probably going to be led to that way, going that way, but also encouraging men. Because, like, it's hard. It's, it's hard to be in a marriage as a man, especially, like, in my position where the woman is basically making all. She, she's um, earning the pig and bringing home the bacon. You know what I'm saying? That's a good way to put it. You know so, like, you say, like, knowing your role. Like, so what are, is there numerous roles for men or is it just one specific role? Um, I would say it, it would probably, I think it's steps, but, you know, in, um, Ephesians, it's, it's Ephesians, Ephesians, it, it tells a man 
how to be a husband and what he's supposed to do. He says to love your wife regardless, no matter what. He just said, love your wife the way she is. Love your wife the way Christ died for the church. He laid down his life. He just says, love her. He didn't say, understand her. He said, don't be compassionate to her. Don't be sympathetic. He said, love her. That's hard to do. When she's over here bickering and calling you names, oh, hey, baby, I'm going to love you. Hey, you're a home. <laughs> yeah, I love you anyways, baby, come here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's hard to do, but, I mean, in our reality, when we just abide in what God says, we'll be okay. That's why he says, in all your ways, get what? Understanding. Because when you get understanding, everything else, it's like, it gets pushed aside because wisdom comes when understanding comes. When you seek knowledge, you'll yeah. find it. You're over there. Yeah. So, so just knowing how to love exactly. our, our wives and significant others right. will make us better men. Exactly. Exactly. Because when we understand our roles, then they'll be like, how come you change your perspective? Or why are you acting so different? It's not that baby, it's just, I understand who I am now. I understand what my role is. My my role is to love you, no matter what, and seek God's counsel first. So, as long as those are in order, your heart is in check, your heart is inclined, there's going to be things that are deep-rooted issues inside of men's hearts because of what we go through. But, if we understand that we were created first between us and women, and they were created from us, We'll understand that we have the ability to not only guide the, our our spouses, but let them know that hey, look, I understand you, but God created me stronger for a reason, and made me the spiritual leader for a reason. Because there's authority, there's a different kind of authority that we carry as men than women do. And don't get me wrong, there's some mighty women of God, very powerful prayer warriors. And, you know, intercessors and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, he created us with a purpose of, of strength and, and being stronger for a reason. Because our voice has the ability to calm a child or discipline a child the same way as we have the ability to love a woman and make her feel like like she's loved and taken care of, you know. Because, like, there's a, a difference between, like, when you're a little kid and when, when your father hugs you. And yeah. when your mama hugs you. Yeah, about that. You know, it's like, you know, it's stronger, you know, more deeper. Because, like, I noticed that, too, with my son. Because, like, since I've started, you know, being able to see things differently, I can love differently. Like, my father never loved me, never hugged me, never told me he was proud of me, none of that. So, at first, when my son would come and run and hug me, I didn't know how to take that. You know, I would kind of, like, push him to the side. But now I understand that he needs that affirmation as a man, you know. To, to love and stuff like that. So I started realizing that I need to be able to express love to give it. If I don't love myself, then I, can't, no one else. I can't do it. Yeah, so. Thank you for that, David, man. Just to understand, like, yeah, you're always on time. <laughs> God always makes us connect to the right exactly. time. Like, exactly. Like, for real. Yes. Because everybody's been going through it, man. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> and it's like, as we're getting deeper into the end times, it's like, more and more people that have started off strong are finishing weak or ending in divorce and then regretting it. And then they see the, their spouse with someone else and they're like, man, I could have made it work. So that's, that's what I'm, I want to be just Planet. grounded and rooted deep until it where like, you know, if I, if someone, something tries to pull me out, uh, oh, there's my roots. 
was my roots established on the foundation of the rock because we were built from I guess I mean dirt but you know when God mixed us together we became clay so when clay gets put on a, on a rock that's it doesn't matter what happens to the clay the rock still be there because the foundation is sturdy you it'll never man. break never fold never slide never you know get pushed and then Jesus is the rock no, you're over there yeah I thank you for that David yeah, I was like sure, for real, man. Like, we need to get together one of these days, it like is. always. We always say that. I know we always say that. It's, <laughs> it's funny how that works. I think just the seasons that we go through, and God wants us to do something or be, you know, to encourage. Yeah. You know, because I've met all kinds of people. They want to hang out, but I know that God specifically puts people in my life in certain seasons in different times for a reason. You know, because maybe, like, if I was going through my problems, I wouldn't have been able to help you, encourage you during well, something you're going through, you know? No, for real. So? Like, you don't know, like, that That needs to be told to every man who's married, not even before they get married. Before, yes, yes. Because, you know, like a lot of people get married, but they don't have the, the proper, say, pretense to know how to lead. Yeah. And like you say, when you change, when you learn just to love unconditionally, that's a leader. Yes. No, you think about like David. He loved his men. Where he, you know, he was thirsty, and they went and risked their lives to get water, and he poured it out. It's like you know, what I'm saying, how can you risk your life for me? You know, what I'm saying, yeah. and I love you guys just enough to say like, nah, if you would have died, I would not for just for me to get no water. You know, what I'm saying, you not y'all need water too. Yeah. So you know, what I'm saying that's like that. That's real big right there, man. It is. It is. Knowing your role exactly. And that teaches like forgiveness, and that teaches yes. friendship, and that friendship. teaches everything. Exactly. That's what's up, David. <laughs> For real. Yeah. You know. You ever thought about being a counselor? No. <laughs> Even though you already are a counselor, but <laughs> I never thought of being a counselor. Like you know, for to, I guess to get paid as a counselor, or just like to be trained as a counselor. Trained as a counselor. No, but you know what? You, you're not the first person that's told me that. My my teachers also told me that too. He's like, here, I'm being counseling. I'm like, no, not really. Well, but, but maybe your your direction. Yeah. One of the ways you can go. Definitely. Especially like like what you're doing now, as far as like you know, with the, the marriage thing, like that's big. Yeah. That's real big. Yeah. A lot of people need that. Right. Yeah. Especially like for women too, because women don't really understand men, just like men don't understand women. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we're from Mars and they're from Venus, right? Exactly. exactly. But you know, that ad, that the aspect that you have on it right now is, you can tell it's like you know, like a destiny manifest type of thing. Yeah. Like you know. Think so. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying the way you like you say like you had to go that way for that way. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like me and my wife almost got divorced too. But, like, I didn't get what you got from it. You know, I got something totally different. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying, what you got from it helped me just from you telling me that because it makes sense. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the love aspect of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah. There's a lot of love forms of love. Exactly. <laughs> so, you really don't have an excuse of why you can't love somebody. Exactly. That's what's up right there. <laughs> But yeah, man, like, being trained to, I guess, teach people, especially, like, I guess, like, if you want to do it on ministry, you know, you can do that. Yeah. yeah. You, you ever thought about going to school for that, too? 
From for ministry? Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> but see, like, I take it like, you know, um, none of the apostles in the Bible went to school. Oh, no, the only one is Apostle Paul. He was a, he studied the law and, and stuff like that, so. But other than that, Apostle Peter, he was a foul-mouthed fisherman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, like, as, as far as, like, hey, I'm, I'm glad you said that, because, you know, I be thinking along those lines, too, like, you know, saying, like, we get our understanding from God. Mm -hmm. And... You know, he shows us what he wants us to see. You know, like you say, we seek wisdom, we'll gain wisdom. If we ask, we'll receive it. But he always shows us, just like you came in here and said that to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I didn't know that I was going to see you today, even though I knew you were on the list. But I didn't recognize you were on the list because, you know, it wasn't like boom on my yeah. face. Right. Like, you know, when God gives you something, it's a gift. Like every day you wake up, it's a gift. Right. So knowing like a different aspect of things right. like how you say when you go like talk to your your apostles or talk to the people that's in the church so you're going to school yeah <laughs> you know that's it but you're not you're, you're not getting you're not getting physically earth realm graded on it you know what i'm saying right, right. Or a certification you're right. not getting a certification yeah. but god is giving you your certification because he's allowing your mind to grow right and he's allowing, you know, your map to be colored in and you be able to, you know, weave away and he gives you the understanding to know, okay, well, it's like that. Mm -hmm. Or like you say, people 80 years old don't have the knowledge that you have. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they keep going around in a circle. Right. But, you know what I'm saying, you're able to go straight because, you know, you ask for knowledge, you ask for wisdom and God gives you knowledge and wisdom to do what you need to do. Right. So what I was saying and all that was, you know, getting another aspect of it yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. because yeah. you know the truth right and you know a lot of people don't know the truth right and being that you know the truth you can affect change in people who think they may know the truth right by you know shedding light on what really is true because like a lot you know i'm pretty sure you find it too a lot of people like to put their own flair Yes. On the word. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. the word says this, but it really means this. Right. But that's not true. That's not true. Right. It's what the word says. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, we make it so complex when it's really simple. It's a simple gospel. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, even though you are, like you say, a man of God, you are a teacher. You know what I'm saying? You are, a, a, what, did, what, what did Mary call... Jesus Raboni, the teacher. You yeah. get me trying to say you yeah. are someone in a leadership. Like when you know, you you talk about earlier, that's what I kept hearing in my head, like that's a leadership when you're talking about loving. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, you're able because we're supposed to be the the head, the leader. Right. The example. The example. Like right. you say, well you change, they change. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So being that you can change your household mm -hmm. and it does say in the Bible that you have to have a strict hold on your household to be what you already are. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you're just basically earth realming it yeah. and putting the certification on it. Yeah. And not going to be like, I'm going to go start a church, but going to just have that wisdom and knowledge because you know what I'm saying? Like it's always different yeah. ways of looking at things. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was just saying, like, you ever thought about like getting another 
viewpoint. Like, you know, you're up here. You're on Mount Kilimanjaro, but, you know, Mount Everest is the highest mountain. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, a lot of people climb Mount Kilimanjaro, but people are dying on Mount Everest. Why? Because they're not physically ready to climb that mountain. Right. Like, if you look at it right now, people are dying in traffic jams, yeah. right? Yeah. Because they're not, their body isn't able to do it. They're just doing it because that's something to do. Right. But, you know what I'm saying, you're prepared mentally to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, I mean, Mount Everest, but you're just looking at it from Mount Kilimanjaro, right. if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So that's why I'm like, you know, you never thought about, because, you know, what we do is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, being that, you know, the information that we share with each other is information that we share with everybody else. Right. And, you know, God isn't having us do that for no reason. For no reason, exactly. <laughs> we'll never know why we... Say what we say to certain people, or no, touch them, touch them, because they can make a big impact in their life. You're right. And the perspective and how they see things. You're right. Because so, I mean, I remember being lost, and you know, the apostle that I'm, I'm getting, um, like, schooling from, he just like opened my eyes to like, just like, wow, like, you know, the spiritual things of it, the aspects of it, because you know, if if we claim something in the spirit then it manifests in the physical in the physical realm you know because everything starts in the spiritual realm if we break strongholds and um, addictions in the spiritual realm then it has to it has to if we're being obedient to what God says it has to break in the physical so we're praying for people um, family friends like for instance I've, I've been praying for a while for my, my oldest brother to to come back to salvation because he's just so strung out on drugs that it's it's sad, you know, and it's, it's causing my parents to um, get sick physically because they're receiving what he's um, putting in the atmosphere. Because if there's death in the atmosphere, and guess what? Yeah, if you're not strong enough to fight it, then it'll come into you. And what is, how does man, a death come into your body? Sicknesses, diseases, um, you know, different ways that it just tears and breaks down your body. That's what my parents don't understand because they go to a Baptist non-denominational church and honestly, like, I hate to say this, but most of people that come from that world, they know religion. They don't know spirituality. They don't know Jesus. Because if they really knew Jesus, like, they go to a Spanish, all Spanish-speaking church and I hate Spanish-speaking churches. Forgive me, Lord. You know, get me wrong, they're trying to do good. But there's just like a spirit of religion that is upon those people that they they receive what what God instilled into the Old Testament from Moses to the people, the law and all that stuff, and they want to live in that. But they don't know by grace. I don't know. What, I'm like, what, what's after the Old Testament, the New? I'm like, Jesus is our example now because that's the only way that we can go to the Father. So I'm like, but why are you looking at from old? I'm like, we're in it new time new generation i'm like i'm training myself up to be a father elder to this young generation because they need to know that jesus loves them there's a different way and there's a better way of doing it instead of doing all of this whole circle i would hate for someone that's younger than me to go through what i've been through if i have the experience if i don't know if i had the know-how to tell them because i can show them my scars because I bear the cross regardless of what I go through. And they're going to be able to see the holes in my hand because Jesus lives inside of me. 
they'll see the, the mark of the cross that I've been carrying. And I can show these young kids, you know, like, look, man, it's not going to be an easy life, but it's better. There's so much peace. There's so much life. There, you have an ability to be on a divine path that God will lead you and set you up with people that you never knew you were going to meet or things you were never going to do, you're doing. So it's, it's unfathomable what we can do when we just hold on to God's hand and don't let go. And that's what I've learned the hard way. But I'm glad I'm learning it now because I have the ability to, every generation after me, they will no longer be addicted to drugs. They will no longer be able to say, I didn't know how. Uh, you know, because uh, I know how. That's what's up. Yeah. Know, so, standing in the gap for people that I don't know or do know, my family, friends, that's what I believe I've been sent here for. You know, because a lot of people, they don't think in different ways like they don't think in in the way that God always meant for us to think like God wants us to help people that are broken that feel like they don't have no way out because I was there once addicted to drugs I was there once robbing people I was there once um fighting with my wife calling her names and doing this and that and her hitting me I don't I mean personally I don't I would never put my hands on a woman because I saw my brother do that and he went to prison for that you know, so I've been through all that, the crisis, I've been through the baby mama drama, I've been through all that stuff, you know, so I can, I feel like it's my responsibility to impart that, you know, because God gives us a gift and he doesn't want us to keep it, a treasure. If I have a treasure and I know that you're suffering, it would be selfish for me to keep that and not share it with you. Yeah, you just have that It was version. given to me, so I'm going to give it to you. Maybe there's going to be life that's imparted into you by just me giving it to you. Or just saying a word. Saying God loves you. You're a mighty man of God. He has special purpose for you in your life. You just grab a hold of the word and he will show you your purpose. So, I love it, man. No, I feel you, man. <laughs> I love it. I feel you, man. Yeah. Well, this might sound pretty cynical, but I'm kind of glad God broke your back. Yes. Right. So we can meet. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Always a divine intervention. Yeah, for real. Connection. Always, for sure. Please rate, subscribe, and share. Thank you for listening to the making of a masterpiece. Thank you for listening. This is the making of a masterpiece. Hope you have a blessed day. And remember, you control your destiny. Treat others as you want to be treated. And the world will treat you right. Stay righteous and have a blessed day.